Hey guys, it's C.S. Joseph with csjoseph.life doing another episode for season 10. Uh, we're doing episode 3 tonight. It is how do ENTJs compare to ENFJs. I uh, just wanted to uh, give the uh, car studio another whirl because I think the audio is not terrible this time. Although the lighting is not ideal because like, you know, I'm in a car. But it's important to me to at least get this thing tested and actually shoot a real episode in the car not just Patreon episodes or anything else, etc. Trying to do like the entire, you know, regular uh, way of doing it just to see how it goes uh, and to uh, obviously get the uh, audience uh, feedback from it as we uh, move forward with this uh, different approach. So anyway, uh, this episode we're going to be talking about uh, two uh, types, uh, ENTJs, ENFJs. They're both NJs. I love NJs. They're like my favorite. Uh, I love NJs. I also like ISFPs, uh, but uh, mostly I like NJs for sure, hands down. And it's great to be able to do a comparison episode on NJs because I love them so much, but also because uh, people oftentimes, they're trying to type themselves or type other people they know, they get confused between these two types because how similar they are. I mean, when they're like, oh, well, I just apply uh, everything I know with my extensive knowledge of the MBTI lettering system. And well, I mean, ENTJs and ENFJs, I mean, they have one has a T and the other has an F. So I'm just so confused because the ENTJ is so feely sometimes, or the ENFJ is so right about things sometimes. And I just can't tell the difference if they're T or F and I don't know what to do. Well, that's why I exist to help you figure that out. And that's exactly what I'm going to be doing here. Uh, so yeah, um, ENTJs and ENFJs, they're both NJs. Uh, so they both have the, um, they also have the uh, same interaction style, but they have a different temperament. So the interaction style that they share is direct initiating control. These are structure types. They take charge. They are leaders. They're all about leading. Uh, that's what they do. They lead like all the time, basically. And uh, that's important and that's, you know, necessary uh, for them to be able to do. Uh, there's a lot of famous uh, ENTJs and ENFJs out there. I think people predominantly think that Bill Gates is an ENTJ. Uh, that might actually be true. Uh, he literally might be an ENTJ. Uh, but I've seen, a, I've met a lot of ENTJs that are successful, especially like in the area of filmmaking, etc. Whereas I've also seen ENFJs really successful at event, uh, event planning, uh, community organizing, uh, those kinds of things. Uh, also, uh, really up there in general contracting. I've also noticed ENFJs being very good at general contracting. And I think that uh, really comes from their ISTP craftsman subconscious, which is fantastic. But yes, they're both direct initiating control, very direct with their speech. They choose their own role in the conversation. That's what direct means, to be direct. So we've used the milk example before. You open the fridge, you notice that there's no milk in there, and then you tell your spouse that, hey, uh, you need to go get some milk today. That's a direct statement. Or you open the fridge, you notice there's no milk there, and you say to your spouse, hey, we have no milk. That's an informative statement. By saying, hey, we have no milk, you're giving your spouse the opportunity to choose their role in the conversation where they're like, where they can respond. They have options. The option is, hey, uh, you should go get some milk or, hey, I will go get some milk. And you may be like secretly as informative, like hoping that they'll choose the, uh, the get the milk option instead of uh, 
or that they will offer to go get it instead of telling you to go get it, etc. That's the difference between informative and direct speech. Both these types are informative. They say what they mean. They mean what they say. They choose their role in the conversation. And they're both initiating. They're extroverts, which means they initiate with people. Extroversion and introversion, the only difference between the two is just initiating versus responding. Introverts prefer to respond, and they prefer it when people come to them, whereas extroverts go to others, basically, because they're not going to wait around. They want to get the information that they need, or whatever it is they need, or they're going to start the process of communication, etc., right? I'm a starter interaction style because I'm informative, initiating movement, and I'm not going to waste any time initiating or starting something in a social situation. These types may wait, but they're still initiating compared to someone like me. And they are both control. Control basically means, now, okay, both these types, especially ENTJs, are definitely uh, accused of being like overly controlling and whatnot, and that can be an issue. But in reality, that's not necessarily uh, the case, etc. That's really not necessarily the case. Uh, The reason for that is because control is, yeah, they want to keep things under control, but, uh, you know, whereas movement is all about progress uh, in the midst of chaos, control is more like progress by removing chaos, because if chaos is present, progress cannot take place. That is the control orientation. Control is also focused on the end result, whereas movement types like myself are not really focusing on the end result as much as they are focused on finding the best process to get the results because movement types are all about process more so than results. So these two types are very, very results oriented. That's why they're so similar. That's why people have a very hard time differentiating the two and they don't necessarily know uh, the difference between the two, right? So, okay, fair enough. So their interaction styles, direct initiating and control. That's why they are the structure or the in-charge uh, types. There are two of the structure in-charge types. The other two are the ESTP and the ESTJ, but these are the intuitive ones. And because we're comparing types with similar perceiving functions in season 10 right now, uh, uh, which basically means the next uh, episode is going to be ENTP and ENFP, and that'll close out the extroverts. And then we're going to get into the introverts um, for uh, season 10. We've got five more episodes after this one. Uh, but yeah, uh, so for type comparisons, um, now these two types have, uh, different temperaments though. So temperaments are a little bit different. Okay. So we have the NT temperament for the ENTJ. We have the NF temperament for the ENFJ. The NT temperament is all about intellectuals and being about, uh, uh, being future thinkers. Whereas, uh, I, idealists are more focused on people. They're very people-focused, very people-oriented, all about humanity, humanity in general, what direction humanity is going in, humanity thinkers. Now, both types are intuitive, which means they're both abstract. So that means they're automatically in one of the two intuitive temperaments. Fair enough. But they go about things a little bit differently. Now, the ENFJ, they're very affiliative. Affiliative means that they're focused on doing the right thing. It's not about, um, whereas the ENTJs, they're very pragmatic, very independent, right? Whereas if you're affiliative, you're interdependent. It's different. Because affiliative folks are going to ask permission, right? They're going to ask permission before they ask for forgiveness. A pragmatic, like an ENTJ, uh uh-uh. uh. They ask forgiveness before they ask for permission. They are willing to take the initiative and go the extra mile in that direction, regardless of what everyone says. They just don't really care at all. Like, sorry, they don't care. They really just don't care. So, just to give you an idea uh, as to how that works, etc. 
So, wow, I really hope this uh, GoPro setup really works out, but uh, I think it, I think it will. I'm liking the wide angle lens, if you know what I mean. Uh, anyway, uh, so uh, so yeah, so we have the pragmatic and we have the uh, the uh, the affiliate type. They're both uh, abstract, etc. And um, and then the ENTJ, they're very systematic with what they're doing. They try to create a system. Everything has to follow a certain system. Everything has to follow a certain flow. That's why they like flow charting a bunch of things with their decisions, mind mapping, etc. cetera. Uh, whereas the ENFJ is a little bit different. They're not really systematic. They're very interest focused, very motive based. They're always trying to figure out, okay, well, what's in it for you? What's in it for me? That kind of situation, they're very interest focused with their temperament. So that's why they're an idealist because they're uh, interest based, uh, interest, abstract, and affiliative. So that is, uh, that's a, an, an idealist basically. Whereas the uh, ENTJ has the intellectual temperament, which is pragmatic yet abstract, but very systematic. So just to give you guys where they are on the type grid uh, and how that goes, also the ENTJ belongs to the NTJ slash SFP quadra. You know that because there are uh, two sides of their mind right here, the ego and the subconscious. NTJ, SFP, that's how you identify their quadra. And then you have the NFJ STP quadra representative within the ENFJ. So they're very similar to, they all have the same cognitive functions in their top four. These four cognitive functions right here are the same functions that are in all NFJs and all STPs. When we talk a little, a little bit more about this in season 17. And then ENTJs, they all have the same cognitive functions that is shared with other NTJs as well as all the SFPs. Okay, so fair enough. Um, awesome that the uh, sun is going down right now, but it is what it is. I think I got enough light in here that we can get through this. Uh, so uh, with that being said, uh, that is their temperament slash uh, interaction style analysis so that those of you trying to identify these toad types utilizing the type grid, you're good to go. If you don't even know what the type grid is, that's okay. All you have to do is go to csjoseph.life, my website, put in your email address at the front and you can download the type grid or join the Discord server. The link is below in the description, right? And then when you're on the Discord server and you've, you've authorized, you've gone through the bots, you, the, you've, you've, you've accepted our terms and, uh, and uh, conditions, et cetera, and the rules. And once you're on, you can be like, hey, uh, exclamation point type grid, one word, basically enter and a bot will produce the type grid for you and you're good to go. Or you can go into uh, one of the information channels at the very top. I think it's kind of called, I think it's called source material. And there's a copy of the link that takes you to the PDF that you can download directly. So you have the type grid and you can use it for typing yourself and others accurately. That is available. Uh, so with that, uh, being said, um, okay. So let's, let's start looking at cognitive functions and sides of the minds and how different these uh, types are and how similar these types are because they have a lot of differences and similarities as we've already discussed. Uh, the hero function is TE rationale. So this is the apex of the ENTJ's mind. It's at the top of the mind. They're very rational. They're all about their beliefs and they're very heroic with their beliefs and their beliefs are pretty well researched and uh, they're very rational with their decisions. So imagine their mind and it's got 10 lines of thoughts and 10 thoughts at each line and all of them are going true false simultaneously at all of these tables each table is determining whether or not a thought is true or false etc and then if 60 percent of the tables are true well majority rules then the decision is made etc that's basically how it works uh you might want to be aware of that when it comes to entjs they make decisions based on 
input, based on data, based on statistics, based on groups of facts, not necessarily individual facts, but groups of facts, which means they can be very general with, um, with their, um, with their decision-making. Also, high levels of experted thinking basically means ENTJs are just aware of what other people think, constantly aware of what other people think. They're also thought vampires. They love mining facts and data and information out of other people's heads consistently, especially people who are processing because they're like, wow, what is that guy processing over there? I'm going to go find out. He looks like a brilliant thinker. I'm going to pick his brain. And like literally that TE hero is like a giant pickaxe. <laughs> Give me the thoughts. I'm going to take those thoughts. They're mine my thoughts now ha <laughs> ha you know and they're like literally the captain of the ship that uh just is like land ho we're striking gold bros and then they're like uh getting on the boats you know and they're going out and they're gonna be uh, uh you know un unearthing that buried treasure right well that's literally how entjs are around smart people they just have to do that now conversely enfj is a little bit different they're that way with good people good people oh as if like good is not subjective enough right but i mean true false good bad kind of subjective because why is because like life is actually about what is wise and what is not not necessarily good or bad or true or false just saying anyway yes very much uh te hero okay te hero it's all about finding those facts, finding that information, finding new ways of doing things, finding, collecting ideas. This is like the idea collector, the idea archiver, et cetera. So not so much an archiver because they live in the moment, but they're all about seeking out new ideas that could help them right now in the moment, what's relative to the ENTJ right now with what they are doing. That is super key, super important to them with what they are doing. And uh, I like to... Um, I like to think that uh, because of that, they end up having, quite frankly, a really open mind uh, with what they're doing. Now, ENFJ is a little bit different. They have extroverted feeling. An extroverted feeling is basically ethics. And an ethic is, is what the collective believes is a good or bad thing. Now, remember, rationale is what the collective believes is a true or false thing. It's a belief. Whereas ethics is more of a belief in terms of a value versus uh, rationale, which is a TE, which is a, a belief about something that is true or false, a belief about a fact. We believe this is true. Whereas FE or X-rated feeling is like, we believe this is good, right? And I've always used the abortion example when I explain FE, you know, um, and uh, it, it works out pretty good because an individual believes that abortion is a good or bad thing, whereas ethics, you know, is where the uh, collective believes whether or not abortion is a good or bad thing. And it could actually be different. An FI user may feel that abortion is a good or bad thing versus the collective and everybody in general. And then because of that, you have laws and uh, different legalese and memos and things like that put together specifically towards an ethic or social norm versus what an individual believes, which would actually could be counter to the social norm, right? And that is very representative within extroverted feeling. And extroverted feeling uh, ENFJs, they're just aware of how other people feel. And because they're aware of how other people feel, they seek actually to make other people feel better. Or, if other people deserve it, make them feel worse. As benevolent as the ENFJ is, the ENFJ can also actually be insanely cruel, right? It's their virtue and their vice. And as generous as, uh, as an ENTJ can be with like sharing money, sharing data, sharing information, sharing training, uh, they... Um, they can actually be 
pretty greedy uh, later. So just their their virtues and their vices are a little bit different. You know, if you if you if you struggle with greed versus being generous and are concerned about being taken advantage of, and, and as a result of that, chances are you're an ENTJ. If you're concerned about whether or not you're really, really cruel at times or whether or not you're almost too good to people, you might be an ENFJ, right? So just keep that in mind that the, the differences between the virtue and vice just really comes out, especially in the hero functions, and that could be you know, an issue. Um, all about what other people are feeling. And ENFJs, they really need to be around good people in order for themselves to really feel good about themselves, that they're supporting other people and they gain recognition because they want other people to recognize them. And they want other people to feel that they are a good person because ENFJs worry that they are not, with their FI nemesis down here, that they worry that they're not good enough. They worry that they're not worthy enough. Whereas an ENTJ is not so worried about whether or not they're good. They're actually more afraid actually in fear that they might be a bad person, whereas what they worry is that they worry that they're not smart. They're worried that they're not intelligent. They're worried that they're not correct about something or that their ideas are not good enough or not well thought out. And that's why they're constantly going to other people with their TE hero and be like, hey, what do you think about this? Do you think that this is a true or false thing, right? Hey, what do you think? Uh, and they're constantly doing it. And they're also using that for research, researching constantly so that what they think, they're verifying with what they think is what they, you know, they're allowing it to become a TE belief, what they think. Because just because they think something does not necessarily mean it's necessarily believable. They want to run it by other people to see how believable it is. Well, guess what? ENFJs kind of do the same thing, except with, you know, values. Uh, because they're like, I feel that this is a value that we need to have. How do you feel about this value? You know, and they want to get validation, external validation from other people with their extroverted feeling to see if that's, you know, if that idea of theirs is valid, etc. Because remember, they're afraid. They're, unlike the ENTJ who's afraid that they're a bad person, the ENFJ is afraid that they're dumb. They're afraid that they're stupid. They're afraid that they're not intelligent enough or that they're or they're afraid that their thinking is not uh, is not good enough or um or, or that their their thinking is not valid enough. They need to find out if other people value their ideas so that they themselves can value their own ideas because they don't value their own ideas. Or they need to find out, you know, and it's very similar to what ENTJs do, just a little bit different. Like this is a different priority system, right? Now let's talk about similarities. Both of them are very responsible with what they want. ENJs know what they want. And that's why I love them so much because NJs, you don't have to worry. NJs in general, especially ENJs, they always know what you want. Like for example, if I'm gonna be dating an NJ woman, I always know that she she wants me and she has that passion for me. And I'm constantly looking for that woman who has that passion for me, has that desire for me on a regular basis because any hero from an ENTP point of view or even an ENFP point of view, we want to be wanted. It's the most important thing. We want to be desired. And guess what? These people know what they desire and they make decisions based off of what they desire versus other people with lower introverted intuition, lower willpower, don't make decisions as much based on what they want. And I want them to want me, right? I want to be desired. It's very important to me, etc. right? It's very important to any heroes to be desired. Of course, it's important to any, any user, to be honest, but, uh, but still, expert intuition users want to be desired. That's normal. That's how it works, right? So anyway, uh, 
but yes, they, they're very responsible with what they know. They're very responsible. Uh, and uh, because of that, like, you know, they, they criticize, both of them criticize other people for what other people want because because they themselves are responsible with what they know. They're like, well, other people aren't responsible with what they want, right? Like, I'm responsible with what I want, but that guy over there, he ain't responsible. And they see people in general being irresponsible with what they intend, irresponsible with what they want, or how they're using their willpower, right? Consistently seeing other people irresponsible with it. So much so that they criticize other people. But that this can cause both these types to jump to conclusions about the intentions of others. Even to the point where they are assuming that other people are being disloyal to them. Because both these types, because they're responsible with their willpower, they both need loyalty. They need other human beings to their SE child to be consistent because SE child is both of these types of SE child and SE child is aware of what other people are doing and they seek to give other people a good experience because they literally want to etch the souls of other people. You know, remember that pickaxe, you know, that we're using to get that treasure, get those thoughts or get those values out of people's heads? Well, we're trying to etch their souls, boys. We're going to etch that soul so that soul permanently remembers all the good things we've ever done for them and they never forget us and it builds loyalty into them so that they're loyal to us forever and ever. That way they never abandon us. And then at, at the same time, their expert intuition hero is all of a sudden jump to conclusions that that person is actually, even after being etched so well, by their amazing pickaxes known as SE Child and their FE or TE heroes and they were giving them a really good experience and making them feel good or making them smarter and more capable and, and elevating them, etc. Right? And that's why, like, that's why with ENTJs, I have that Instagram post, you know, like, uh, generosity in the past is no excuse for greed in the moment. Like, seriously, stop doing that, ENTJs. It's insulting and it's wrong. Like, don't be that covert contract, I have strings attached thing. Oh, but wait, ENFJs do the same thing, right? Because they do something very good and caring because they FE hero for other people. And then they turn around and expect others to care for them in the same manner later. Even though they, that was never the stipulations of their, uh, of their caring initially. That's a covert contract, right? These types can do covert contracts. In fact, all NJs are pretty good at covert contracts. Actually, every type is good at covert contracts. Don't do covert contracts. Not exactly ideal. Not something I recommend. Don't do it. Like, ever. Please. Uh, so, but SE Child is trying to get other people who are loyal to them. These two types, their inner child needs loyalty. And that's why NPs go very good with NJs because we are diehard loyal to the NJs. And the NJs, each of them are their own hurricane. But And each of them are their own unstoppable force, basically. But me, I'm the immovable object. And as the immovable object, that basically means die-hard loyalty. Provided they continue to give me a good experience and make me comfortable, right? Ask me what I think. Show me consistently. Show me with their SE child that they want me with their NI parent, right? Which means I'll always be loyal to them forever. That's what it takes to be in a relationship with an NP. And these NJs here are both built for that purpose. It's their highest compatibility in terms of relationships, NPs. So NJs should be with NPs, right? Very simple. 
And that's what they're looking for, especially in romantic relationships, right? Even in career relationships, it's important to these two types to make sure that the people underneath them are loyal to them. And it would be really even a better bonus if the people above them are loyal to them. It's a very important thing to these people. They really, really need that. And, 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 it, and, it's, and, it's, a, and it's a priority. It's a consistent, consistent priority uh, for these types um, to do that. Uh, so, uh, just understand, you know, both of them are very responsible that they want. They're both very childish with the experiences and the taste and they, and both these types are show offs. They're all very, they're all about sh- having the show and being showy and making a big impression because they want that impression to cause loyalty and build up and cultivate loyalty in other people. So those people come back to them consistently, right? So think about that. They're trading desire and desire to give good experiences to other people desire for other people in exchange for loyalty from other people. That's how both these types work. That's why it's hard to kind of differentiate between these two types because they both work in that same direction. It's kind of the same, right? Now, their inferior functions, their insecurity, like I said, the ENTJs are insecure with how they feel and the ENFJs are insecure with what they think, right? And that's why they go to other people. Hey, what do you think about this value that I have so that I can feel good about? What do you think about this idea that I have? Or what do you feel? How do you feel about this idea that I have? Or how do you feel about me? Do you feel that I am valuable, right? The FE hero is constantly compensating for the inferior and the nemesis function consistently, especially, especially the inferior function because they're on an axis with each other because both these two functions turn on an axis, just like the child and the parent turns on an axis, right? If you don't know about cognitive axes, I highly recommend you check out uh, the season one. There's an episode towards the latter half of the season where I talk about cognitive axes. It might be like season one episode 12 or 13 i think i don't remember on that one but one of the two for sure uh, definitely for sure on that uh also uh now uh they're worried uh entjs are worried we already talked about this they're worried about what they think um and that's another stark difference between the the two and uh, ENFJs. What worry whether or not they're a good person, worry whether or not they're worthy. That's a major difference between these two types. So definitely something you want to be aware of uh, if you're trying to differentiate the two. Now let's get into some similarities. We already talked about extrovert intuition critic, which is criticizing the intentions of others to the point where it can get really bad, especially immature versions of these types where these people haven't matured yet. And they're assuming that other people are going to betray them. They're assuming that other people are going to walk out on them. They're assuming that other people are not going to be consistent or reliable for them. They're assuming that the immovable object is actually very movable and that their hurricane that these people are, the unstoppable force that these people are, is definitely actually going to move the immovable object, right? And they're, 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 they're very concerned about that. And they're very critical about that. To the point where they just assume it's going to happen. They just assume they're going to be betrayed. They're just, they just assume they're going to be screwed, essentially. And that's not like remotely ideal at all. Definitely not something to do. So uh, might want to avoid that, right? Please, please, please avoid that. Not, not, not exactly uh, the best thing uh, to do at all. Uh, so uh, that's that's another issue. Now their trickster functions. <laughs> now their trickster functions are very interesting. Both these types, both of these types are very forgetful. And when I mean forgetful, I mean they're very forgetful. This is a consistent problem uh, for both these types. Uh, The reason why is, is their SE child has a lot of awareness uh, that gives their minds the ability to access 
their short-term memory very well, very consistently, very easily. It's very, very important. Now, they're, because they have less introverted sensing, it's lower awareness. So if you could, if you'd say that the child function is 50 frames a second, the trickster function, uh, the trickster function is uh, 10 frames a second. Very different, right? Very important as a result. That can be an issue with the differences in frames per second, right? Well, why is that? The frames per second, uh, it's it's due to lower awareness and. If you have low introverted sensing, introverted sensing, while it is the, the awareness of the past and awareness of a person's self-discipline, oh yeah, these two types, they lack self-discipline. They're really responsible with what they want, but they can be really impulsive and they don't make decisions based on what they should do. They make decisions based on what they want to do. That's why you want to give both these types a choice because if you don't give these types a choice, they're going to have nothing to do with you. And in fact, they're actually going to think that you're being disloyal to them, especially when you're forcing duty upon them. These types, they always always need a choice and uh, you know in as much as like an SP would always need a choice and NJ always needs a choice right because of their high introverted intuition right very very important all NI users need choices whereas SI users need obligations or duties etc right and they need to be rewarded for doing their duties in as much as these people need to be rewarded for being responsibly impulsive etc but these people don't have discipline. These two types lack discipline. And that's why it's sometimes it can be difficult to tell the difference between both these types due to the lack of discipline, etc. So, but they're very forgetful. So how do they, how do they deal with the fact that they're forgetful? Why are they forgetful? It's because their mind's lack of awareness of the past it inhibits their, their mind's ability to access their long-term memory. And not very much is written to their long-term memory because they have a lot of random access memory right here, kind of like a computer would with their inner child. But in terms of their hard drive, their hard drive is very small. I got 50 frames of second, 50 frames a second of spectrum available to my child function, but then I only have 10 frames a second available only to my trickster function, my long-term memory access. So their mind is not able to access their long-term memory as much. Sure, they have tons of long-term memories, of course, but how easy is it for their mind to access it? Very hard. It's very, very hard. It's like, um, it's like trying to, um, you ever read microfiche? Like their their memories are all stored in microfiche, but you got to get go through the huge, uh, you know, it's like an archaic technology. You have to get the microfiche reader and get the little microfiche things. You put it in there and then you like zoom in really, really small. And it's like, oh, there it is. There's my little memory. Oh, it's the memory. Yeah. I mean, like you literally start sounding like minions when you're trying to look at SI Trickster and try to pull out a long term memory, if you know what I'm saying. But that's that. But that's the point. And side trickster makes them very uh, forgetful. So both these types have to take notes on everything. They literally have notepads and phones on them at all times just in case they write something down and the date and time that it happened so that they don't forget. These two types are required to store their long-term memories in the physical environment. That could be in a computer data or that could be... Uh, uh, that could be a photo, that could be notes written down, that could be sticky notes everywhere. These people have to constantly take notes or have emails or reference points known as totems. Without totems, these two types cannot function. 
They cannot function. There is no functioning that will be taking place. Absolutely no functioning in terms of uh, being able to remember stuff. Not going to work. They have to take notes. And by the way, if you're an ENJ and you're not taking notes already, what are you doing? Seriously, download the program Evernote. Problem solved. Also, keep like a moleskin uh, 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 notepad on you at all times, especially one of those smaller ones, and just write things down and put dates on it. Put a date at the top of the day. Take all the notes for that day so that you don't forget. It's even especially important that these types get with SI users, one, because they need that immovable object for the unstoppable force and the loyalty that SI users provide them, but also because SI users have great long-term memory access. And when the SE child is sharing an experience and etching the soul of the SI user, the SI user will remember the experience. And then as a result of them remembering the experience, these two types are like, oh, thank God you remember that. And then it makes them more comfortable. Why? Because if the SI user is comfortable, these people will absorb the comfort level feeling within the SI user and it'll become theirs. And then they themselves will feel comfortable, right? That's why I like being with NJ women because they seek to make me comfortable. And then when I am comfortable, they are comfortable. When I'm uncomfortable, they're not comfortable. It's great, right? Or if I'm doing something stupid, the ENTJ feels stupid, right? The ENTJ is trying to make me smarter, right? Or if I'm doing something bad, the ENFJ will feel bad. See, that's the point, right? So remember, uh, both these types, they're trying to, uh, they're trying to like absorb something from people around them. And then when it comes to me, like the ENTJs, they, they want me to be intelligent so they can be intelligent. Uh, ENFJs, they want me to be good so that uh, they can be good, etc. Because that's what they're trying to achieve. They're trying to achieve being more intelligent. They're trying to achieve uh, being a better person, right? That's what they're looking to achieve. And while that's what they're trying to achieve, uh, it goes, it goes, it goes even further than that. Like for example, um, totems are just important. If they don't have the totems, these two types will just fall apart. You have to have the totem. Now the demon functions go even a little bit further than that. Uh, where do the demon functions come from? Uh, well, it's mostly because the inferior functions. If if no one is seeking to make the ENTJ feel better, nobody near the ENTJ is going to feel good about anything if the ENTJ doesn't feel good. If no one is taking the time to listen to the ENFJ, uh, no one's going to be listening to anybody around the ENFJ because they're TE demon, because they're literally going to just squelch all communication present in the room. Because... If the ENFJ is not getting listened to, you're definitely not getting listened to. You're not getting listened to. It's like Oprah. You're not getting listened to. You're not getting listened to. You're not getting listened to. You know, or or you're not going to be made feel good, and you're not going to be made feel good, and you're not going to be made feel better. You know, because you're an ENTJ, etc. Right? That's a problem. That's a thing. Right? What do you do? Right? So it it, it can be a problem. It can be a consistent problem, and uh, definitely uh, something to watch out for. Uh, when it comes to uh, the demon functions, etc., so uh, make sure you know because because they'll come out and they're super ego, like the ESFJ super ego is like, hey, I'm gonna bake you this amazing meal. I'm so and you're like, oh, you're so generous, Mr. ENTJ, and then all of a sudden you realize that that meal has like parasites in it, and you're gonna die as soon as you finish that meal, etc. Like that's literally what FE demon is going to do. It's going to use its generosity as a weapon, and that generosity. You will wish you didn't take, you didn't accept that gift from that ENTJ because you're like, you're done, you know, or, or conversely, the ESTJ, right? The ESTJ will basically, because you didn't listen to me, I get 
full license to control your life. And I'm going to be super mega controlling and tell you what you can or can't do because obviously you're incapable of doing the right thing. Watcha! You know, and then they just pull out the whip, and the and the uh, the uh, uh, the ENFJ becomes the cruel taskmaster constantly. It's like you know, the the ENFJ will enslave the other person who is not listening to them to force the other person to listen to them. And if not, well, then if you're not listening to me, then then I can't trust you, which means I have to control you because you're obviously not listening to me, right? That's how it comes out. That's how the ESTJ demon comes out with the ENFJ. Now, the subconscious, which is the best part of the ENTJ and the ENFJ, the subconscious, you know, ENTJs, as they get older, they start developing their ISFP subconscious, which means they are they can become amazing at painting. They become amazing at creating art. Uh, I know some very, very successful ENTJ producers, filmmakers, directors consistently. Uh, actually, knew one at one point in time. Uh, he created the... Um, an ENTJ. He was developing his ISFP. He invested a lot of money in red camera, basically, which are uh, super professional, amazing uh, cinematography uh, camera equipment and created his own camera company. And then he became uh, the guy who produced uh, the music videos for Macklemore and Ryan Lewis and various other uh, A-list um, recording artists, etc. And he's an ENTJ, right? And he's developing his ISFP subconscious to be able to pull that off. Absolutely exquisite. And then there's the ISTP uh, subconscious of the ENFJ. My father is an ENFJ. And you know what is he, he's doing? He's tinkering the shop or he's playing with Legos or he's building this, uh, uh, building a, a scooter, you know, uh, not, not like a moped, but like, like an actual scooter, you know, like, like, a, like a, a Vespa, for example. You know, or he's working on cars. I remember how he had, how he used to have trikes, and he's always working on trikes when I was young. Or uh, he bought himself a Porsche. And he was working on that. He's always working on something mechanical. Always tinkering because guess what? ENFJs become these amazing tinkerers after a while, and it's pretty cool to watch them develop their their uh, their mechanical skill over time. Whereas it's really cool to watch ENTJs develop their art. And they could turn almost anything into art. And the art that they do produce is absolutely meaningful and amazing. And hopefully it lasts a really long time because it's very enjoyable and excellent experience from the ENTJ. Also the creations that the ENFJ uh, creates as a result of their tinkering, etc. That's pretty awesome as well. So anyway, I think that just about does it in terms of comparing the uh, similarities and differences of ENTJs versus ENFJs. So if you found this episode useful, helpful, educational, enlightening, etc., please subscribe to the uh, channel here on YouTube and also on the podcast. If you would like to support us on YouTube, um, the, uh, pa- the link to the Patreon should be below in the st- description. If it's not there yet, it will be there very soon because we're just about to roll out Patreon. Uh, I filmed like the last uh, uh, video for it that we needed uh, for it uh, earlier today. And also if um, uh, you can also support us directly on the podcast, Uh, the link is also on the podcast or also in the description below if you would like to support us on the podcast as well. Uh, We got a lot of new content coming out. Uh, We're going to be releasing it as it goes, especially content relating to the uh, Patreon uh, tiers, etc. the patron tiers that we'll be having. And, uh, We have a meetup this week. I plan on being there this time. And uh, we also, don't forget, our Q&A sessions, which are like Saturdays or Sundays, probably end up being Sundays uh, from now on. Not entirely sure yet. Uh, And I think we have another two-hour 
Q&A session coming up. Get your questions on the Discord. Join the Discord. The, disturb, uh, the link is below in the, the video description. Get on the Discord server, sign in and everything, and then put your questions in the Q&A channel, and we'll get to your questions and have them answered, etc. as we're doing our Q&A. Uh, so, awesome. Uh, that sounds good. Uh, please leave a comment below and a like. And if you liked the, the sound, if it's better, because uh, I'm using like some new sound equipment. And also, if you like the GoPro, by all means, say so. Let me know in the comments section. And uh, we can definitely figure that out. Uh, I'm always open for criticism. And uh, welcome to my car studio. And got my uh, whiteboard uh, mounted here, etc. And also got sound uh, capture and whatnot. And uh, hopefully we can make more use of this car studio as well as the actual studio, uh, both of these like studios, etc. Um, but uh, yeah, I think uh, we're growing pretty well here at CSJ and um, glad to uh, have you as a supportive audience as we continue to make good content and uh, continue our mission to change the world for the better. So with all that being said, uh, I'll see you guys tomorrow night.